What's up? This is Dominique Bomonte, and you are listening to Season with Salt, the podcast. I wanted to talk about the theology of minding your own business because sometimes we playfully and trivially refer to minding your own business as something that is optional, something that is meant as a means to redirect people out of our business. Um, But I think it's important for us to look at minding our own business from a proactive um, standpoint. How can we be so diligently focused on what we have the power to control that we don't get bamboozled or caught off guard by other people's affairs? Right, and it's not really so much about other people's affairs as a message is. It is about our call to be focused on our affairs. So each of us is given, according to scripture, a certain capacity, right? A certain amount of space and time and talent and treasure for the execution of God's will through us. Every day when we wake up in the morning, we are privileged with the opportunity to live through that gifting and to use um, the gifting that we have for the purpose of living in purpose, really. And it's almost like we get a certain amount of money to spend every day. If you can look at your talent or your gifting or your influence as an unlimited resource that you wake up with, that you are responded, you are responsible for spending in the morning. Every decision matters. I want you to imagine that you wake up in the morning and someone with influence or money says to you, today I'm going to give you a million dollars and you need to spend this money before 11.59 p.m. When that's the case, or if that's the case for you, your immediate mindset should go to Where should I go first? What do I need to do? What have I wanted to do? What have I dreamed about? What have I been thinking about purchasing? Who needs money that is in need? And then you start executing against the opportunity that has been provided to you. You call people. You call a friend to come along with you. You put gas in your car. You, you know, do things on the internet to, um, you know, complete your you you know, just to prepare yourself for the opportunity that you have to spend this large amount of money. I think it's important for us to see the gifting that God has given us at the beginning of the day. Now, imagine that that person has offered a million dollars, is privileged with the opportunity to spend it before 11.59 p.m. 
but at the onset of their opportunity to spend the money, they also are presented with an opportunity to mind somebody else's business, right? Or they get a phone call with somebody gossiping about something that happened, or they get caught into a matter that doesn't really concern them, but the people depend on them for guidance or their opinion. And then they are not able, because of what they expose themselves to, what they yield to, to really execute the privilege that they have because their time, their talent was refocused on somebody else's stuff. And as a result, the opportunity afforded them goes uncovered. No adequate attention is being paid to that particular thing. And then they don't really get to accomplish based on the opportunity that is presented to them. That's crazy. That's what happens to us a lot of times. We wake up full of promise and opportunity, the ability to walk in our purpose, the ability to be who we are called to be. And then we let things move our focus in different directions and we're unable to accomplish what God intended for us to accomplish. Let me share with you a letter that Paul writes to the Thessalonians. And Paul, as a missionary, for those of you who don't know what a missionary is, from a biblical standpoint, that's a person um, who uses their influence and their gifting to plant churches uh, in particular geographical areas with the purpose of growing the global influence of a church or Jesus Christ's impact on the world, Apostle Paul plants a church in Thessalonica. And he is responsible, he takes responsibility, or he sees it as a part of his responsibility to write the folks back in Thessalonica to tell them what they should and shouldn't be doing, right? And a part of Paul's responsibility is to develop culture that allows for the people there to be in intentional alignment every day with their purpose. So he writes these words in 1 Thessalonians, the fourth chapter and the 11th verse and that ye study to be quiet and do your own business and to work with your own hands as we commanded you. Here, Paul is encouraging those under his influence to make it their ambition to be quiet. And I don't necessarily know if he is communicating to them that they should be dumb or numb or silent as much as he's communicating to them the power of picking our words, right? Because everything that we could say doesn't need to be said, right? Sometimes we could open our mouth haphazardly or at an inopportune time and it caused more trouble for us than anything. 
And let's be honest, sometimes what we have to say is the right thing to say, but it presents to us a challenge because it's the wrong time or the wrong person, because you can have the right thing to say to the wrong person, and it almost makes the right thing the wrong thing, right? Because their reception to it creates more of a struggle. So Paul is saying, make it your ambition to pick your words wisely. I think that's a good, um, I think that's a good goal for this week. What do I need to say? What if somebody calls you and they want to get your quote unquote opinion about something that's happening, you know, in the, in a space that you share with them, church, work, and you know that ultimately people ask you for your opinion because they're looking for you to agree with them or they're looking for you to tell them what to do. What if in your attempt to make it your ambition to be quiet, you responded to those inquiries by saying, have you prayed about it? What do you think you should do? Let me think about it and get back to you. Do you want my opinion or are you just looking for someone to get affirmation from? So studying to be quiet is really around intentionality of words, right? When do I talk? When do I not talk? Then he goes on to say, and do your own business, right? So I'm picking my words because words have power. And then in addition to the way that I choose my words, I am deciding that I'm not going to do your business. I'm going to do my business. Now, let me tell you about the realities of doing other people's business. You can see where there are holes in other people's business. Sometimes other people's business is the job that someone else does that makes it easier for you to do your job. Sometimes other people's business is you looking over the quality of somebody's work and deciding how you might contribute or give them feedback or how you might change a system. It's not necessarily a bad thing to be able to take an assessment of how things can improve. The problem is, is that sometimes we get so involved. You probably, I have this happen to me a lot. Like people will call and post somebody else's problem to me for the sake of hoping that I can intervene to remedy that situation. And sometimes it's not their business and it's certainly not my business, but as a person called to help, I put my business to the side, right? to fix somebody else's problem. And then I become a victim of the affirmation that I get, right? Because people will affirm you. They'll say, oh my gosh, if it wasn't for you, I don't know how we would you know, get that done. Or you're the savior, or, you know? So we get affirmed because people, they know, they, they feel like if they affirm you, then you will continue this cycle of putting yourself to the side to mind their business. And you have to step away from that. This weekend, I was listening to a presentation on uh, Clubhouse where they were talking about strategies for marketing your podcast. 
And I went onto the stage and I started talking about some of the challenges that I've had marketing this very podcast. And I started talking about some of the things that I have done and how I have tried to get the word out about the podcast and share with other people. And it was almost like the person who was leading the discussion, like, took a step back to say, you know what? You need to focus on building your own individual brand because it sounds like you do that for other people at the expense of your own work. And I thought about that and I was that's why I made this is not a subtweet that I'm not capping on nobody. I'm not trying to say something without saying something. I'm just talking about my own experience. I realized in that conversation and a stranger had to bring it to my attention that I often move my own needs, my own ventures, my own projects to the side in order to be responsive to other people's challenges. And guess what? It alleviates them from having to be the owner of their business and it takes me away from my business. So I'm running your business and neglecting mine. Paul must have known that this was a part of the Thessalonica culture because he's like, hey, do your own business and do and and work with your own hands because if you don't commit yourself to the work of your own hands and your own business, then you become the builder of somebody else's stuff, right? And maybe that's not a bad thing for you because we've always been told you need to be selfless and you need to be this. You can be selfless and build your brand at the same time. I want to just tell you that. And what I mean by that is that in my attempt to be selfless, the Bible says that one requirement that I have is that I be the salt of the earth, right? That I promote the good news of Jesus Christ, that I be a city on a hill. Now, how can I be a city on the he- on a hill if I do not tap into my capacity to promote the gifting that God has given me. Oh, yes, I know that I have a gifting for promoting other people's ministries. And I'm not saying quit your church job. Oh, my God. I'm not saying that at all. I'm not saying neglect the things that you do to build the kingdom. I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying take inventory of how much of your own business is neglected in your attempt to care for other people's business. Because if you do that, you have, how many people, you know, I know a lot of people that are in between starting a new business. And what stops them is this need to always be meddling in other people's stuff. Listen, if you've got any work undone, any project that you have not completed, any dream that you haven't put in, put in writing, You need to take a break from what you are doing to say, you know what, this is priority. This week, I am going to focus on ensuring that my priorities are met. And it's not not selfish. This is not an invitation to selfishness. If all you do is for yourself, this is not for you. This is for the people who have not been diligent in minding their business in the way that the Apostle Paul is trying to communicate to the Thessalonian church. Listen, mind your business. Do the work of your own hands for the sake of what you have been called to do. Your ministry, your gifting, your talent will make room for you, but 
you're not going to be able to conquer spaces if you don't pay attention to your gifting. Everybody is out looking for an opportunity. Oh, I want to preach at 50 churches. I want to be seen here and there. I want to be in a movie. I want to be the premier podcaster. I want to be the senior pastor. I want to be the first lady. Everybody is out trying to chart their own course. They have a goal in mind. They see themselves as an author, as an actor. They see themselves in all these different ways. And you can get caught in waiting for the opportunity to the point where you forget about the preparation that it takes. Listen, if you don't pay attention to your gifting before you get the opportunity to um, let it manifest for the sake and the edification of other people, you're not going to do well. Listen, if you see yourself on the big stage, then you need to find out how the people on the big stage prepare. Because if the only purpose, you know why I have a podcast? Because I'm not anybody's pastor. I don't have, like, I don't have unlimited access to the pulpit. I'm not a, the, 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 the chief um, communicator for large entities. I am who I am, right? But I would sit down and I would think about these concepts in my heart. I would walk around, you know, all day and night because I love walking and thinking about these concepts. I would write them in my journal. I would think about them and I wouldn't tell anybody because I didn't think that anybody wanted to know or anybody cared. And when the opportunity to create a podcast came, I was like, oh my gosh. And so I started to realize that all the thoughts that I had, all the things that I was dreaming about, all those times that I preached service to myself or came up with topics, all of that I get to take every week and put into a podcast. Now, I don't know how many people listen. I don't really care about that because ultimately this is an opportunity for me to mind my business because I have spent the last 17 minutes talking to you about something that God put on my heart to share with you. Guess what? I have not taken the time to focus on what other people are doing. And so my aim is to do the work of my own hands to mind my own business. And in the process of minding my business, I'm glorifying God. I'm edifying those who listen and I'm being obedient to who God said that I am and what he called me to do because I am perfecting the gift that he has given me. And so it's not selfish. And so I want to encourage you to know, number one, that minding your business is biblical. And it is admonished by God and that he will affirm you in your work to mind your business if you make that choice. Number two, minding your business will mean the advancement of your business because you are being intentional. You are investing. You are sowing. And everybody who sows intentionally with care reaps. Everybody who sows with care and intention reaps. Sometimes you sow, you plant, you put a seed in the ground, and you don't see the result of that seed in the ground. But when you're diligent, you figure out, is it enough sunlight? Is it in the right area? Should I move it? Is it a house plant or a porch plant? And then you plant again. And then you reap. And maybe you don't reap the second time, but then you plant again. That's the call, to be so diligently focused on your own business 
that you're sowing turns to reaping. Let's pray. God, we thank you for everybody who has listened today. We pray, Father God, that those who listen will know the power of minding their own business, will know the power of being intentional about the gifting that you have given them. And God, as they sow, Father God, we thank you for the reaping. We thank you for the harvest that will come to those who choose to be committed to what you have called them to do and who you have called them to be. We thank you. We love you in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to Season with Salt, the podcast. If you've enjoyed what you have heard, I want to encourage you to share this with a friend. Leave a comment. Let me know what you think. Follow me on Instagram, SWS Podcast. Follow me on Twitter, SWS The Podcast. And then remember to follow us on Facebook, SWS Podcast. Thank you. Have an amazing week.